Hey, Voucher Scam listeners, Nicole Abshire here. And I'm Claire Campos O'Neill. We are so excited to be back with you for a bonus episode of The Voucher Scam. Today, we will be catching you up to speed on all that has happened since the historic vote at the Texas legislature on November 17th, 2023. Education vouchers failed to pass in the Texas House. This was a huge victory for public education supporters. If this is your first time tuning into the voucher scam, we highly encourage you to check out the full series. We dig into what education vouchers are, their history, who's behind the push for vouchers, and why they would harm public education. Even though a voucher program did not pass in Texas back in November, that does not mean vouchers are dead. Governor Greg Abbott made it very clear that he intended to retaliate against any Republican who voted against vouchers. And now the primary election season is upon us. If you did listen to the series, you'll remember that Governor Abbott promised to primary Republicans who did not fall in line. So that's the question we're tackling today. Is he following through on that threat? We wanted to get a sense of the current landscape around the voucher push in Texas. So we connected with Patty Quincy with Texas AFT. I'm the Director of Public Affairs and Legislative Council for the Texas Chapter of the American Federation of Teachers. Texas AFT is... The union, we're affiliated with the AFL-CIO. If we noticed anything during the pandemic, when kids were not in school, everything shut down. That was an important realization that teachers really allow the economy to function. We wanted to briefly touch on unions and how they have been a part of the voucher fight. Pro-voucher folks will often point to teachers' unions as the enemy. They often say that lawmakers who oppose vouchers are in the pockets of teachers' unions. So what exactly does the teachers' union do? Unions are really just a simple concept that employees should have a say in their work environment. That means they can achieve some living wages. That means they can achieve some good health care benefits. They can live a good, meaningful life. So it's really important to empower people to know that they've got, really, they are the power. Let's turn our attention to the voucher fight. Many states have implemented a voucher program, but Texas has been a holdout. Why is that? Texans are very independent-minded and care very much about their state. Whenever we talk to parents, no one's asking for vouchers. They're asking for other things like security in their schools. They want to know that their kid's going to go to school and come back that same day. So there's much more important things on people's minds right now than vouchers. But despite the governor's embarrassing loss in 2023, Abbott has not changed his focus. He remains committed to getting vouchers in Texas. This is reflected in a considerable donation that Abbott received in December 2023. Jeff Yes is the richest man in Pennsylvania. He wrote a check for $6 million to Abbott because he wants vouchers. It's staggering to hear about a single donation of $6 million to our governor. We want to remind you that Texas has no limit on individual donations. This $6 million donation is the single largest donation made in Texas history, and Jeff Yass's top agenda item is school vouchers. And just letting people know that this money is pouring in from out-of-state billionaires who have nothing to do with Texas has been something that's changing people's perspectives. This is not about kids. This is about democracy. It's about keeping an uneducated electorate. Governor Abbott has followed through on threats he made when vouchers failed. Abbott has targeted specifically 
16 Republicans who voted against vouchers. Now, these are folks that listen to their constituency. And what we've been seeing around the state is that this voucher concept of giving away state dollars to be used by wealthy folks to subsidize their kids' schools, that is incredibly unpopular when people realize that that money would be coming out of public schools. And in rural communities, this has been a major story because it represents such a change. Let's listen to Representative Travis Clardy out of East Texas to get a better understanding of how these threats have played out. Here's KTRE News out of East Texas. A threat made by Texas Governor Greg Abbott is now reality for several East Texas lawmakers, with the governor not endorsing House reps who voted against school vouchers, the governor's top priority. Now, in some cases, the governor is endorsing their primary challengers. I'm really disappointed and somewhat surprised. Uh, uh, Governor Abbott has always enjoyed my support, and I've always enjoyed his. State Rep Travis Clardy is among the 84 House reps who voted to remove a school voucher-like measure from a massive education spending bill. Representative Clardy has always been an ally of Governor Abbott. He was previously endorsed by the governor, but he has lost his favor because of his vote on vouchers. I've never seen this before, certainly not within the Republican Party, where over a single issue, uh, the the titular head of our party has chosen to take such, I think, a really dangerous precedent to to, uh, attack our own. Uh, That's certainly not uh, in line with Reagan's 11th commandment. In case you're wondering what Reagan's 11th commandment is, it's that fellow Republicans shall not speak ill of one another. Clearly, things have changed when it comes to the voucher fight in Texas. Governor Abbott is actively campaigning for Representative Clardy's opponent. Here's CBS 19 coverage. This is Governor Abbott's second trip to Nacogdoches in just the last two months. So if it wasn't clear before, it's certainly clear now. He is Team Joanne Schaffner. Joanne, for one, she, she represents the values of East Texas. But another is Joanne is a person who can work with the governor as opposed to against the governor. A major factor in Abbott taking Schaffner's side instead of the incumbent Clardy is the fact that Clardy has always been against school vouchers. You might be thinking, so what's the big deal? The governor is allowed to support a different candidate. And yes, that's true. But Representative Clardy said it best on KLTV7 on February 1st. The governor made it very clear throughout this session he had had no interest in talking to me or to us. Uh, He did not want to have a a reasonable, uh, educated discussion over vouchers and school choice and how we're going to get our teachers a pay raise. Instead, what he wanted to do was threaten us and to bully us. He actually vetoed one of my bills for no reason other than I would not bend the knee, I would not kiss the ring, uh, and I would not betray the oath that I took to the, the Constitution to represent the folks in my district. If I'm guilty of anything, it's of voting my district and do what I believe is in the best interest of the school children, the kids, and the teachers of East Texas. And if that's the charge, I'm guilty. Representative Clardy's words echo those spoken by other threatened Republicans who are incumbents and deeply conservative representatives who previously enjoyed the endorsement of the governor. Clardy had this to say in the same KLTV7 interview. I don't know what's happened. I haven't changed, Blake. I don't know what's happened to the governor. I know we went through COVID. I know he was given extraordinary powers. He was able to do things. I think he still he still has those emergency powers, which he exercises freely. Something's changed. He, I, I'm still in the same place. We're still doing the same thing. I still believe in our people. He's got a whole lot of new friends. And most of them have bees in front of their net worth. 
And that's, you know, I, my, my friends are still the friends of the six counties I represent, the folks I know here in East Texas. He's got a bunch of new friend billionaires. You know, he's got six million reasons, I suppose, not to endorse me recently. That's fine. Remember, the six million reasons he refers to is a six million dollar donation from Pennsylvania donor Jeff Yass. Patty gave us more context on the competitiveness we're seeing in primary Republican races across Texas. The folks that went against his wishes have come out strong and have been really proud of what they've done because what they did was they represented their districts. And the folks that Abbott has been recruiting to run against these folks have been really unpolished. They are just really not experienced folks who don't know much about policy. Um, So it does look like, you know, this is just kind of a desperate attempt to say, um, you know, I'm going to I'm going to hurt you or I'm going to threaten you in some way. But but regardless of how inept some of these candidates are, there's a ton of money behind them. We asked Patty to shed light on the goals of the billionaires and others who have made vouchers their priority. The way I see it, I think it's profiteering at every turn. Billionaires and some of their board meetings is that they know there's $60 billion spent on education in Texas. They want a piece of that. So it really is a money-driven prospect for some people. I think some people, it's ideological. I think some of these folks are Christian nationalists. I think that they do not like the way Texas is becoming a state of color. And that's very scary to some folks in power. It has to do a lot with the electorate changing and our young people becoming more and more informed about how to vote. And our kids are awake and paying attention and they don't like that. The folks in the owner's box would very much like to control the field, and they're not able to do that without controlling our schools. Patty explained how this money translates into influence. What does it look like when it hits our lives? So there's mailers, there's advertising, there's false mailers, there's mailers being sent to some of these pro-public school Republican districts saying, this guy betrayed your public school. Just out-and-out lies. And it's important for voters to notice where these flyers come from. These are dark money packs. You're not going to see, you know, paid for by, you know, Governor Abbott. It's going to be paid for by Liberty, this and that for education. We asked Patty if she's hopeful, and she had this to say. The good news is this. We have people power. Here's the big secret. People love our public schools. We've got great public schools here in Texas. It's no surprise to us that we don't see people with picket signs at the corner saying we want vouchers, but we do see people at the corner with picket signs saying don't close our schools. Our schools need more funding. So the thing that really I think has motivated people is to realize that if you look at individual people, they are very happy with their schools. But the people that are pro-voucher, sometimes they'll say, well, I've heard of so-and-so who's unhappy with their school or so-and-so, but it's not the people personally involved. So I'm confident that that Abbott isn't going to get all those seats that he wants, that the constituents and the good voters of these communities are going to see through what the scam is about and keep the folks who stood up for him. So what can we do? When you get these mailers, do your research and know that these mailers are very expensive. And you got to ask yourself, how was this paid for? So look at the small writing in the bottom too and see what that was paid for. You'll notice that a lot of these are entities that are just made up. And of course, vote, especially in the primary election. 
In Texas, we're currently in early voting and primary election day is Tuesday, March 5th. The primaries in Texas are the most important elections, and this is why. The Texas legislature has gerrymandered every single House district to look like the original gerrymandered maps in you know the 1700s, where they, it looks like a snake with some of these districts. They are picking the voters, not the other way around. Basically, the general election happens now. This is where all the money is because the general election doesn't really count because it's so gerrymandered. It's either one party or the other. So I would encourage folks, if you are maybe a Democratic voter in a predominantly red district that has a great representative who is standing up for public schools, I would say cross over and vote for that person because that's how you're going to get that person elected. If you wait until the general, you might get, you might have lost the right person in the primary and it's too late. So this is really where it matters. These are low turnout elections too. So your vote really, really counts during the primary. And again, you can go to Texas AFT's website to see how your local elected official voted and to make sure you're doing the right thing when you vote for them. We always love a good pitch to get out and vote. There's one more thing we want to mention. We are looking for feedback on the voucher scam. We will be hosting an online focus group where you can share with us what you think of the podcast. Email us at hello at mothersfordemocracyinstitute.org and we'll also include relevant information in the show notes. Thanks for listening. The Voucher Scam was created by me, Nicole Abshire, and Claire Campos O'Neill. Our producer is Michelle Dahlenberg. Michael Osborne provided production oversight. Jared Markschwick is our audio engineer. We used music from Blue Dot Sessions and APM Music. Special thanks to Nancy Thompson, Scott White, and 14th Street Studios. The Voucher Scam is a production of the Mothers for Democracy Institute.